Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is uh, Paul Hawksby, and this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, the virus meant Charlie joined me remotely this afternoon, but was on fine form. We had a good old chat. You were on excellent form uh, this afternoon and uh, contributed brilliantly, so you'll hear the best of those, as well as Katy Perry uh, featured in this afternoon's show. Uh, Matt Ford, comedian and Forest fan, joined us and had a lovely story, a lovely story for us, whatever story is, and a lovely story for us with a bit of a Christmas theme. And I think that will probably do you. Uh, amongst all the uh, conversations. Oh, Martin Kellner. Let's not forget Martin Kellner. And Mike Ward with his uh, Christmas TV. So he really did mark your card for all the best Christmas TV. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. How are we doing? It's nice to be with you. Yes, nice to be with you. Now, we should point out, the listeners will know that you had to take a, an enforced break because uh, you were a COVID house. Uh-huh, I was. We um, were. And we uh, you, you've come through it relatively unscathed, but your missus yes. hasn't, and so you're kind of on childcare duty, wife care <laughs> yeah. duty, uh, live yeah. from Oxfordshire today, aren't you? I am live from Oxfordshire, look, looking after my wife, yeah. and uh, she's she was pretty poorly yesterday, but mm. she's... A lot better today and coming through it. And like a lot of people, we've all got to just manage our expectations of Christmas. Yeah. Haven't we, Paul? You know, um, that's just how it is. You know, elderly relatives can't come over or anything like that. So, look, I'm from home. I hope it sounds all right. I think we'll be able to do the show. We'll be absolutely fine. You may go a bit Norman Collier now and again, but we can't, we can't <laughs> expect that really. That's the, go, that's the, you know, it's what happens in broadcasting exactly. these days. thing about Christmas Day is, Paul, you know, I wanted to I'll talk to you about this actually was... Um, you know, uh, Johnny Wilkinson, he always used to say, you know, I even train, I even practice my kicking on uh, Christmas Day. And that mm. always used to be held up as the, as the wow, this guy is so committed to yeah. it. I only practice my kicking on Christmas Day. <laughs> so, so you go out. Yeah. That. <laughs> you go out and um, Andy used to play, I, I don't know if he's retired now, but Andy used to go and play a Christmas morning match. With his sons oh, and his really? sons' friends every day. I think he has gone oh, into retirement nice. officially. Now. Oh, why is that? But that was until you know, until quite recently. They'd go out and have the Christmas morning uh, game every year. Maybe that's a tradition. Maybe there's something that you only do on Christmas. Don't need to say eat turkey. But I don't know if it's, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there is something that people once still, a year. Things you only do once a year. Is those it? those sporting Christmas traditions that only have happened on Christmas Day. If you've got any of those, you can share those with the class. Um, Talksport.com. Text eight and eighty nine. Tweet TS H and J. On a Thursday, we have Charlie's Choice, and yes. I'm given absolutely no control. Although you might have thought it'd come early on Tuesday when Charlie came up with a cow eleven, cow, which which Max's yeah, friends but, in Australia stole. Yeah, but you know they stole it for, for you know Paul. Which See, that's is no good. That's cutting edge now. Max is over there, but you know it's an old do. It's an old do for us, Charlie. You know the cow is, eleven. We've, we've done it before. It's a, we've it's done a it before. Well-trodden path. Um, exactly. Now you've, you were telling me, and I didn't quite know where we go with this. I think it, this. The, let's do a cool <laughs> subject that will get us taken off the air. Um, Katy Perry, as part of her stage set, um, has yes. a singing toilet, doesn't she? She does indeed. Which I mean, being in a double act with a toilet, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you can really feel her pain 
on a Tuesday and on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it did feel like a, a quite familiar thing, yeah. yeah. But I just thought, the idea of asking the, the listeners, come on, let's have the set list for the singing toilet. Immediately my, my mind went to um, Otis Redding, that song yes. with the whistling section, and slightly reworking that, but I thought... That's asking for trouble, isn't it? Yes. So cool subjects that will definitely get us taken off air. Yeah. Maybe we'll better give... If you can clean that up. but Because uh, the toilet to... could start going out on its own. I mean, Katy Perry's <laughs> a big act. But if you yeah. do well with Katy Perry, you can go out under your own your own steam. That's probably not, again, the best turn of phrase considering it's a toilet. <laughs> so so I've anyway, let us find, know. Yeah. always tried to find a home for um, bin night at the Oasis. Oh, really? As, as a, <laughs> well, it must as have, a I mean, punchline. There must be a club somewhere in the UK. You must, if you ever worked or indeed run a club called the Oasis, you know you, you would have known if they were coming on Friday morning. You had to get those, you had to get those bins. It wouldn't have been quite the song. It's a great guitar solo, Charlie. Yeah, I don't think it would have been quite the song had it been been just, night at the Oasis. Anyway, just, we should reflect on the football last night. Great course, fight yes. back by Liverpool after Madison's mm. fine goal. I was, of course, watching. Uh, the Tottenham match um, and uh, it's great you know because we were under the cosh slightly second half but it was very professional very professional yes. performance when we were <laughs> under the cosh but got the job done uh, in the first half and now it's uh, Andy's mob Chelsea of course who despite what he said yesterday that he'd be going food shopping in Sainsbury's and wouldn't bother watching it came through didn't they? Yes, Came through they, rather they, well. They did. They did. I thought Spurs were. Is that a new thing for Spurs, Paul? The dark arts. They, they don't Just, seem a very dark arts sort of team well, get, to me. So you get an Italian manager. They probably do. They probably do like a lot of running with him. A lot of ball yeah. work. A lot of you know positional stuff. And then being an Italian coach, they'll do 15, 20 minutes of s housery. Yeah. So, you know, just let's, let's have a quick, before we go, let's have a little five minutes time wasting. That's right, Harry. Take five minutes to do your boots up. It's quite simple. Yeah, Make it look like you're a kid doing up his laces for the first time. That would be good, wouldn't it? For yeah, pla yeah. Like the players, you know, some of the academy players that are being used in the under-21s. For lace, uh, for, for some of the games that we're seeing now, some of the laces come undone. You're going to have a situation where someone's mum's going to have to run on the pitch <laughs> yeah, I know. and do it for them. You never know if they can yeah. do that. That was a worry last night for Harry Kane. Yeah. It was so people were so watching him do yeah. his laces up. I thought, I hope he can do them. He, he was I kind of that thing when the tongue was in the corner of his mouth when he was really having to concentrate on it. That's Maybe it, it was That's the all lights. the time. Maybe the floodlights were in his eyes. I don't know, but it did take him an inordinate amount of time. <laughs> it did. Do people it time did waste in any other? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, part of nice. life? Do they? Do, does anybody ever time waste in anything but football? I mean, they don't what, really. Do you mean, do walking around crickets. the office. Yeah, but there is never any need, is there? To, to, to If you've got tales of time-wasting from your everyday life, oh, um, probably say listening to this programme, um, <laughs> talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Walsby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. We did ask earlier on, do you know if any other profession, we saw Harry Kane taking five minutes to do his laces up. Uh, <laughs> professional, a very professional yeah, very, performance very good by the boys in the second half Double last knot. night. That's right. So taking a while to do them. His mum had to run on. Uh, you, may have missed that on <laughs> you may have missed that on the cameras and do it for yeah. him. But um, in, in whatever walk of life, you get any time wasting. And I thought probably none. Um, but, you know, you, of course, have always you've proved this wrong. Nick, the Leeds fan, says, my bus driver in the morning drives like Verstappen for 20 minutes, <laughs> apparently so he can then sit at the bus stop for 10 minutes reading his paper. He then begrudgingly uh, completed the trip like driving Miss Daisy. Let any old Tom, Dick and Harry have right away, says Nick. So, yeah, oh a bit of time-wasting in the I world of bus a, driving. I reckon that's a countryside bus driver. They love to just, <laughs> they love to just take as long as they can and uh, stop. they stop where they want. They stop where they want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, so more S. Housery from the world of buses later on. But first, Matt Ford. Uh, ah, lovely. Comedian, Forest fan, uh, took to social media today to tell a lovely tale with a festive flavour. And he's joining us now. He's going to have a chat about that and talk a bit of Forest and touring and lots more. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, fellas. How are hey, you? Merry Christmas, Christmas. Forty. Merry Nothing. Christmas, Forty. Yes. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Charlie. I think you know, on a on a, a bit Unfold. of a flat day where everybody's um, you know feeling it a bit. It was a lovely football nostalgia story you gave us today. Why don't you t- take us through it? It's a it's a lovely photographic uh, finale to it. But t- tell us, Matt, what what made you take the Twitter today to tell the story? What what put it in your mind? Well, my mum came down a, a couple of weeks ago to visit me in London, and she brought with her a bag full of photographs. And you know what? My mum's always like, and I'm sure your parents are like this, tonight, oh, you've got loads of stuff at my house. I'll drop it off when I come down. Mm-hmm. Sort of never get around to doing it. But she brought all these photos. And I was really lucky as a kid. We would go to Forest a lot, and we would go and watch them train. We had all these amazing experiences with players and things. But there was one photo I'd always wanted to find. And... When we were about seven, if we were ever walking past the forest ground, I'd always say to her, you've got to take your photograph because in a kind of dopey way as a kid, I thought, well, if you're walking past the forest ground, that's where forest players live and work, you know, <laughs> they just sort of hang around there. You don't imagine them to exist outside of that rectangle. So we're walking past the old Trent end and we, we walk past this fella and I remember it. My mum goes, oh, you're the new forest manager, aren't you? And he went, um... No, sorry, love, I'm the New England manager. And it was Graham Taylor. <laughs> oh, wow. And he just got the England job. And I didn't recognise, you know, if you're seven, you know, I probably would have recognised Bobby Robson, but I didn't recognise Taylor at that point. And he says, oh, well, who's your favourite Forest player, Matthew? I said, it's Stuart Pearce. And it's so weird. I can remember this like word for word. <clears throat> he goes, well, I've come to uh, I've come to see Mr Clough today about um, about Stuart Matthew. And I was like, all right. And then um, I'm not sure I was that camp, but all right. <laughs> Oh, we'd love to have a photo. And what I, the bit that always stuck with me was I was a massive football fan and my sister wasn't. And uh, he goes, oh, come on, Ruth, are you, you going to get in the photograph? And she was so shy, she couldn't speak. And she's literally clinging onto my mum's leg. And he went, oh, come on, Ruth, I didn't come all the way to Nottingham to get stood up by you. Come and get in the photo. Oh, well and done, could, Graham. Yeah, and he, I remember just being stiff as hell. And, you know, it was just a lovely moment. Anyway... I get this bag of photos because, of course, back then, there's no iPhones or anything, so it's hard copies, and if you lose it, that's the end yeah. of it. You, you can't get it off the cloud. Mm. So I'm rifling through, and then amongst all these other photos, it's just one, and it's of me, my sister, and Graham Taylor. And if and I was studying the photo today, on the right-hand side, who I totally missed, is Ian Wone, yes. Liam O'Kane, <laughs> and another... So I actually missed the Forest players I'd fantasised about meeting, yeah. but... This amazing moment with Taylor. So I tweeted, I checked with my sister. She was okay with me putting it on social media because you never know. And it's just this lovely, warm... And obviously, I love Taylor um, because of the sort of person he was and not just because he'd been so kind to me and my sister that day when we were very young children. Um, But I I was just so pleased to find this amazing memory because I forgot to get his autograph and and that really gnawed away at me because I always collect autographs. But the photo, in a way, is a far more magical thing yeah. because it, it it captures a moment in time because people's autographs don't really change you could have got them really at any point but it's it's the old trend end you know it's, it's the kit it's the clothes it's the tracksuit he's wearing has had more comments on twitter than anything yes. the tracksuit I'm wearing. <laughs> Lovely. but just an amazing wholesome experience with someone who was i mean i imagine um gareth southgate is very similar but 
there was no sense of um, ego with him. You know, it wasn't like Clough was completely different. You met Clough, it was like the most charismatic thing you'd ever met in your life, and it was mm. a completely different charisma. Taylor was just so gentle and so sweet and so unassuming. You, you almost couldn't believe you'd met the England manager, given what football was like at the time. So it's one of those things you think, it's actually quite a nice thing to put on social media compared yeah. to the usual rock yeah. you get on there. <laughs> and, um, well, it's, it's led me here to getting my big break on Talk Sport in yeah. the afternoon. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, did your mum mess up the photo and, and Graham was going, can you not click it? Hey. Can we not click <laughs> it? Can we not click it? It's, it's funny you mention that, actually, because there are some other photos in there. She used, to, she was terrible at taking photos and used to chop the heads off. So there's oh, one yeah, of them. Oh, my mum did that. Yeah, there's one of us getting Stuart Pearce's autograph. Uh, and and it's just, it's basically three headless bodies in the top left of a corner. Yeah. And then just grass. <laughs> like, I know that Stuart Pearce because of his thighs, basically. But it could be anyone. Has anybody come forward, any of the Forest fans come forward with that other player? I can see Liam O'Kane in the background, Ian Wone there. But I wonder who, that other, who is that other player? I'm well, so, they, oh, that's one for the Forest fans to go and check you out on social I'm media. I'm so glad you asked, Paul, because someone has. Ah, OK. Ooh, and well that someone is Ian Wone himself. Right. Oh, fantastic. Well, I sent the message to him and he said that is Stephen Jock McLaughlin. Stephen Jock McLaughlin. When <laughs> when 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 Nick where names were from. very root one, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can guess where he's from. <laughs> Stephen Scottish person McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah. Well we so uh, it's lovely. It's a lovely little story. And you're lovely right. story. It, it is the tracksuit because it does look like he's just uh, he's, he's like he's a school teacher, he's a sports teacher, and he's just heading home. He doesn't he doesn't look like the England manager. And I saw what you said. You talked about that impossible job documentary. Oh, and man. at the time, you know, we do talk about linesman. Can we not knock it and <laughs> yeah. tell your friend he's just lost me? You know, oh. we do we do the karaoke. But then when I watched it again recently, like you again, I like Graham. He was a lovely guy. I came across him a few times, and. And I thought, I feel for him now. This is an uncomfortable watch. It's become a far more uncomfortable watch over the years than I ever remembered it as. Because, as I said, you, you see a decent man, uh, you know, in, in trouble. And in things, kind of circumstances running away from him, many of them not of his own making. And you do feel for no. him when you watch it back now, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's a study of an individual, really, that. It's not really about England not qualifying. It's about the pressure on an individual. Mm. And, I mean, the moments in it, you know, when he, when he picks... That fan out of the crowd for racially abusing John Barnes mm. and, and tells him off. And the, the, the sheer level of it, you know, the, Taylor wasn't an antagonistic individual. So he's sort of, he's still managing in an era, quite a yob football culture in the extremes. So it's this weird clash of this very dignified um, man with strong values, who's very unassuming, doesn't feel like a stereotypical football manager at all in this arena that is ferocious and... Um, the one thing, you know what I think in life actually is, I think if you see someone you like, I think you should always tell them that you think they've done something good or mm. you don't have to ask them yeah. for an autograph because I really wish, and this is a total selfish thing, I wish I'd been able to meet Taylor as an adult and just say to him, I, I really like you. There's no one in football like you and you were so kind to me. You always want to tell people like that, particularly people like that. Mm -hmm. Um what they meant to you. And I think in life, we so often moan and social, you know, we're more likely to complain and, and supermarkets will tell you that even before social media. But I think if you've enjoyed something, do tell the person, do write. I'll tell you what's really odd. They're really odd sort of, I don't know if you've got time for this. One of the most surreal things, I've basically become friends with an actor called Alan Ford. He plays Brick Top Tony in Snatch. Oh yeah, yeah, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Iconic. And this happened, I think in life, go for it, right? So me and a mate were talking about him in a pub years ago, another uh, comedian called Lloyd Langford, who's now mm. based in um, uh, Australia. And he's, he's Welsh, and he said, uh, we should just um, invite him on for dinner. We should uh, email his agent. <laughs> I said, people don't do that. He goes, my mate did it. Anyway, we email Alan Ford's agent. We end up taking Alan Ford out for the Brick Top Tony from Snatch. It's the most incredible thing. And he just because we got in touch and said we're massive fans, we'd like you take, to take you for dinner. We've ended up being friends with this amazing guy um, yeah. who's you know one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And I just think, in life, tell people when they've done something good. And it doesn't have to be famous people. Yeah. And I just think life becomes so much more positive and enjoyable if you do. I do sense Shower he's probably the, the same. people you love with love. <laughs> there he is. Show them there the way Charles. that you feel. Let's see those arms. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, Brick Top, I imagine, is the same 
uh, off as he is on. I don't imagine him when you meet him and saying, "Hello, Matt, how are you, love?" It's, <laughs> it's an absolute <laughs> joy, and it's it's so different. I, there was me and Giles Brandreth the other day. And you see like me that. as brick top. Yeah, I gave may. my brick top. I, my brick top was a triumph. Five stars. <laughs> he's, he's not like that, is he, Matt? No, I mean, he obviously has all the mannerisms and the kind of verbal tics of Bricktop, but even when he's just talk, you're having a normal conversation with him, I say, oh, what do you like to drink? And I'll have a large glass of Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> and it sounds like a normal request. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the most petrifying thing you've ever been asked to do in your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, a uh, couple of things. Going rather well for Forrest. Incredible turnaround under oh. the new gaffer. You, you can dare to dream now, can't you? I just, you know, it's amazing because so often you go, is it the player? As a fan, I'm fairly dopey. And you think, is it the management? Is it the players? What else is going on at the club? You know, you never really know what's happening. This is the same group of players that Chris Hooten had. We were the worst team in England before mm. Chris Hooten had. We were bottom with one point. Now we're seventh. A point off the... I mean, it's absolutely incredible the effect that one man has had. I mean, I really can't remember certainly since Clough, and even that wasn't like an immediate bang, I don't think there's a manager in Forest history who's had an immediate catalyst effect like this. Mm. And obviously it means nothing if it doesn't continue, but my, what an amazing case study of the difference. That, he's not had a transfer window yet. It's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And mm. I think he's instilled in the players this belief that you carry it. Obviously, nowhere near what United achieved with Ferguson in terms of scoring late goals. But there is that mentality there now. And it feels like they're playing with a handbrake off. And players that fans might have not rated just mm. a few months ago are now megastars at the City Ground. I mean, it's the most exciting time we've had, really, for a very long time. And you are touring as well, aren't you? I see you've announced uh, some tour dates for next year. Yes, I mean, I, sh I should make it clear, I didn't add my tour dates to the end of that thread about Graham Taylor. That would have been a <laughs> terribly cynical. That's the thing to do. <laughs> but yes, uh, the tour starts in February uh, in London and goes all around the country. It's called Plans to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's coming soon to a comedy club or regional arts centre near you. Yeah, go and check it out. And go and check out That'll the picture great. of uh, Graham with Matt and his uh, sister and those uh, Forest players and the coach in the background. It's on Matt's uh, Twitter feed at Matt Ford, Ford with an E. Uh, have a lovely Christmas, Matt. Lovely to talk oh, to you. Merry Christmas, have fellas. Happy Christmas, Fordy. Love you, fellas. Take care. There we are, Matt there Ford. Yeah, go and check out. Here's a lovely picture of him and. Uh, and Graham Taylor. Have you got any I, old pictures with random football people oh, with stories ooh, attached? That, well, uh, Norman Medhurst. I've got a picture of me and Norman Medhurst. The old England, on, old England, the old England physio, physio on on Hay Talk because he was also Torquay's physio. Wow. You see, so uh, met him once on Hay Talk, got the yeah. picture next next to a Dartmoor pony. I've no idea where that is, Paul, <laughs> but... You know, when I was about eleven, it's a bit of a bit of a cringer. There was a testimonial at Tottenham. It might have even been something like Phil Bill or someone like that. Oh yeah. But um, somewhere around that time, I was a bit. I might have been a bit younger. I might have been about nine, and um, I was just waiting out. So I was waiting for a friend and a dad and stuff to come along. We're going into the game. Terry Venables walked past on his way clearly to the corner pin, mm -hmm. and uh, and I sort of went, "Hello, Terry," <laughs> and he said, "All right, son." And I said, you're going for a swift off. I don't know where it came from. I don't know about nine. And he looked at me and said, yeah, I think I am, son. Yeah, I think. And I think back now, what a cringer. But I should have. No, should no it's a good thing to say. You I were talking to him on his level, Paul. I should have. <laughs> Already. I should have got a picture. Uh, no, anyway, if you've got, got tales similar to Matt's, the, the random uh, meetings with the stars and those pictures, maybe you've you've got hanging around with a story attached. We'll take those this afternoon. It is Christmas. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. You're very taken with Katy Perry's singing toilet. She's got oh, quite the set list coming together, <laughs> including from Ben in uh, Hamwell, Bill Withers' lovely B-Day, of course. Oh, they're, they're very good, aren't they? Aren't they good? Aren't they good? Uh, okay, yeah, I've got going. one from Wollaston Village FC, which is you get a roll with it. Oh, okay. you've, you've got a roll with it. Um, you know, it's yes. nearly there, isn't it's it? Nearly, you know, it's nearly, nearly there. there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Avarice with town, though, Paul. No, your team, Charlie. Not, of my, not my team. My um, the Seasiders Ultra, of course. Yeah, and, uh, they lost a bit of form when I when I started watching them, Paul. They were winning quite a lot and I was quite into them then and they've lost a bit of form I think I might be just like a glory hunting yeah. with fans it's probably worth pointing out how you became and this was the <laughs> year that you you got behind the boys at Aberystwyth tell us yeah. Charlie Huge. explain how it happened 
huge Aberystwyth fan. Um, obviously nowhere near my one true love, Talkie United, Paul. But um, on this show, we often have to choose a bet. What are we going to be to, doing to, a bit to, later? Do, with Power, with a, yeah. a bet builder with Paddy Power, mm. and I and I chose a dead cert, an absolute dead cert of TNS to beat uh, to beat Aberystwyth Town. Yeah. Aberystwyth Town's struggling a bit, and TNS were are flying at the top of the league. Always win, always win that uh, that league, the Welsh league, and. Uh, I thought, nailed on. Anyway, Aberystwyth with Town, of course, won that night. They beat with an 86th win, minute winner or something like that. The team got in touch. They had a pile on on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and then and then I took it with, with you know, I, with everything that it was meant. And then they sent me a shirt, a signed Lovely. shirt. Mm. And now I'm just, Seaside is massive. I'm going to get to a game one day, Paul. But I don't know if you've ever been to Aberystwyth. with, it takes... Longer than anywhere you've ever been in your whole life, <laughs> and that's that's somebody who comes from Torquay. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. That. It's a long way, Paul. You think I must be? I'm in Wales. I must be nearly there. No, you've still got six hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to check it for you, Charlie, in case you want to do a mercy dash for a game oh, over yeah. Christmas. But they play Friday nights, which is a, which is not too bad. But I wouldn't be able to get back for me Saturday morning show. <laughs> okay, I'm just... it's the problem. I'm just looking it up. Um, oh, right. They, Torquay, they got Boxing Day. Torquay Aberystwyth, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I take it you're driving, not walking, because it's a three-day um, it's a three yeah. day walk. If you want I'll to get dry- a sponsor, <laughs> that would be nice. Raise some money well, for the club. And that'd be lovely. So the, yeah. The, the girls to the seasiders. Imagine that. It's um, Torquay Aberystwyth. Four hours, 22 minutes, if you were oh. going to take that on. Not oh, so bad. Right. Not, not too bad at all. No, no, not no, too no. bad. But I, I don't think I will be doing it. Yet, Paul. I, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I will go to a game at some point, but my my current uh, goal is to get through Christmas. Yeah, I can just, understand that. Just, just <laughs> if you were any kind of intrepid radio broadcaster, you'd already be in the car now, and we'd just basically be, be doing there. this all as an outside oh, broadcast. Yeah, what a shame! And yeah, then we'd yeah. be getting guests along the way, and there yeah. you are breaking down on the Brecon is this beacon. Pa- is this payback for me trying to get you to go next year to the pie eating? Championships. Yes, it certainly is. <laughs> now, uh, Charlie, yes. we, we did mention earlier on, you, you brought us news of um, Katy Perry singing Toilet. Um, yes. when, when she goes on the road, well, one part of her show, it's, 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 it's a massive orange toilet, isn't it? Yeah, the, she's the, got the eye of the tiger, Paul, but oh, let's, okay. let's gloss over that. Yeah, so she, so she comes out and the, the, the toilet comes out and, and does a couple of numbers. I mean, not yes. as a warm-up, I take it. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. it's a kind of novelty bit during the show. I don't know. Does she leave the Does she leave the seat up? I've, I've, what happens? I've got, no, I wouldn't go down well. Would it? Um, Revin Redding <laughs> says ABC's the Lou of Love. You've oh, got, you've got to do nice. that. That would be very nice. for, basically what we're doing. It's the Lou. It's the Lou. That's it. The Lou of Love. We're trying to build a set list for Katy Perry singing "Toilet." Um, the, the best one, probably so far, has been Sunny and Cher's "I've Got You, Bend," which uh, we <laughs> we had earlier on from Adam in uh, Warsaw. Um, we gave you that one, didn't we? So you can keep yes. those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to uh, TS. Oh, Ruby by the Kazi Chiefs. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, Tommy, the for The Kazi that. Chiefs, that's nice. great. That's clever. Back, yeah. The backing group. Uh, we also asked you, in any other walk of life, uh, with uh, a little bit of time-wasting going on, a little bit of gamesmanship from Tottenham in the second half as they're under pressure against West Ham. A little bit. Does time-wasting go on in any other walk of life? Um, but football, um, and it does. Ralph, who's a bus driver in Stockport, he's a City fan, he said OAPs, they're very good at wasting time. He said they turn up at 9.29 and they pretend they can't find their free bus pass. They chew up <laughs> another 30, 40 seconds, hoping the ticket machine ticks over to 9.30 so they can use it. Happens on a regular basis. So, you know, sort of thing that oh, get you right. a yellow in football. <laughs> they're getting away with it. She's gone down with a hammy. Yeah. It's Arthur. <laughs> Arthur's gone down with a hammy. You can't take the bus yeah. yet. It's cramp. It's cramp. Get him off the side of the pitch. <laughs> get, get him it, off. Get him, Roll him off. Get him away from the bus stop and uh, work on him then. I can't. I can't move him. He's, he's too bad. And uh, another one, bit of time wasting. Uh, Lee, if you ever find yourself in this situation, not just at JFK Airport where he does this, whilst picking up friends at JFK, uh, the uh, cops would move you move you on if you lingered too long. Oh, I'd yeah. often crouch down by my tyre, scratching my chin, and maybe even lift the bonnet and shake my head, <laughs> all with one eye on the exit door looking for the friend. Ah, so, but, you know, clever, isn't it? So, yeah, little clever stuff, Paul. We may take a little bottle you. of little bottle of water or something to fill up your radio. While, yeah. you're, while you're waiting, you know, that, lovely. That's a nice idea. So do that's keep those lovely. coming. 
Time wasting. A lot, a lot. It's a lot of bus people so far. A lot of bus and transport people. Yeah. Time wasting. Maybe everything would run on time if people stopped doing it. My mate Jim's come in with uh, Flush by Queen, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Flush Gordon. Yes. Uh, thank you, Jim, with that one. Dum, so dum, just dum, dum, some dum, of the yeah, songs lovely. that Katy Perry's singing Toilet uh, is yeah, they're, they're doing at the moment. I'm not sure about plot music. That's one of the listeners <laughs> who suggested that. That's not clever, is it? It's just been, That's a good one, It's just Paul. a bit juvenile, mate. <laughs> Talk about his name. Plot music. Put his name. Just, <laughs> you don't have to go there. One for the kids, that was. Um, so you do keep your time. I've got one, I've got oh, yeah. one. When, when, when two plies go to war. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when two ply goes to war. Yeah, that's, that's all I've got. That's, okay, that's nice. Thank you, caller. You won't be winning the 100 quids worth of whipped vouchers oh, with that. that's a shame. And I make, this is a classic bit of time wasting. Brian in Ryslip, and you don't have to again do this where he did it in a warehouse. He said, but when I worked in a warehouse... Used to love to waste a bit of time doing nothing. I'd walk around the aisles with a piece of paper in my hand, feigning interest in the goods on the racking uh, uh, and the piece of paper. No one ever lovely. questioned what I was doing, says Brian. No, I, well, I worked in a, I worked in QuickSave as a teenager, right. and that would be the ultimate thing. If, if someone asked you to go and get something, yeah. you could make that last 20, 30 minutes. Yes. You know, you could, I've, I'm, I'm helping a customer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm helping a customer. Yeah. You can't sack me. Uh, Neil Fisher's uh, come in with uh, more for the set list. Uh, James's seat down. Perfect. Don't seek This is yeah. good. I hope we're writing these down. I think we are, Katie. yeah. Does she ever come in this studio? Or uh, Katie's not been in for a while. She occasionally <laughs> pops up on overnights. She'll sit in oh, for right, Martin yeah. Kellner. <laughs> Hi, this is Katie Perry. Um, uh, yeah. The, so, uh, yeah, thank you, Neil. Um, Peggy Lou says, uh, Justin in Colchester, the Buddy Holly classic. Oh, very nice. Yeah, a few very people good, coming yeah. in with Flush. Bog on the Tyne, of course. Uh, oh, the Linda's Farm song. And um, Portaloo by Abba, of oh, course. Oh, very good. Well very done to good. You. You're very on fire good. this afternoon, the Talksport <laughs> listeners. Uh, keep those coming. Just another one there. Matt um, Ford told us a lovely story earlier on of um, a, ha- a chance meeting on the banks of the Trent by. Uh, by uh, f- Forest Stadium with Graham Taylor, uh, the the then new England manager. And um, who's been in touch? Nick. He said, Teddy Sheringham walked into our local Indian restaurant one evening. He and his gorgeous companion, he says, had been to watch the golf at the London Club. He sat down, and I I was waiting for a takeaway. I can see him there. He's sitting there on that stool, half a lager on the go, waiting for the takeaway. (laughs) And uh, he said to the waiter behind the counter, do you know who that is? And the guy said, no. He said, that's Teddy Sheringham. Oh, at which point the waiter goes over, and it gets interesting there, goes over to a singer who is the entertainment. Do you go to many <laughs> Indian restaurants where they have an in-house singer? No, lovely, no. That would be a perfect, be actually quite a good place for Katy Perry's Luther <laughs> play, wouldn't it? Cut out the middleman. Yeah, indeed. That's what the Cut Out the Middleman tour. Yeah, they'll do that y- yeah. Yusuf and Dor song, seven seconds. I yeah. give it seven seconds. <laughs> yeah. I th- see, we're straying into area. Well, I told you, we only did stuff that wasn't going to get us taken off air. But uh, so, so apparently, the, he goes out, the waiter then goes over to the singer. And um, the singer goes, ladies and gentlemen, in the house this evening, Teddy yes. Sharing. The last Lovely. thing he wanted, he's inundated then, England striker. So, oh, um, anyway. Teddy's getting, Teddy's getting free poppadoms then, isn't he? Yeah, he's getting you would think free so. Ch- all the pickles, all the chutneys. Yeah, they're, 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 they're basically restocking the pickles before <laughs> he's even finished them. Exactly. Anyway, we move on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Charlie, a lot of the managers, as we know, uh, have been railing against just the amount of football that's being played. Yes. And uh, Alan and um, Ali today uh, got stuck into Jurgen Klopp about yeah, the great tradition of, uh, of football that we have over Christmas and the 26th and the 28th. I mean, if you were coming to it with a fresh pair of eyes, you probably would go down the Jurgen Klopp route. <laughs> I mean, we used to chase a great big... Uh, Massive bit of cheese down a hill, didn't we? Till we realised it, it was virtually suicidal um, <laughs> in in Gloucester. But you know, so some traditions can be changed, and I think the game has changed. So you can have some sympathy for it, but it is a tradition. So I'll get off the fence. Um, uh, but I thought I would um, a very interesting piece I found thinking about Christmas Day sport because when we chat to Todd Macklin a little bit later on, Todd's um, uh, Todd's going to tell us about Christmas Day fixtures that go on in the NBA and, and in uh, in football over there yes. as well. But uh, Christmas Day football, I mean, you could Jurgen Klopp would spit his tea out if you told him if he's not aware <laughs> of it. It was only in the fifties that we stopped playing football yeah. on the Qu- Christmas Day. There was a great tradition of it. 
was it Christmas Day and Boxing Day, wasn't it? They'd play the same team yeah. back-to-back, wasn't it? Well, like there's, there's some absolute corners. In this, in this little 4-4-2 piece I found, in 1888, Everton played two matches on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> then they played on Boxing Day as well. Imagine the, imagine the physios, imagine Jürgen going in. <laughs> Rafa going absolutely mad. Two, two games in a day. That two can't games be right. in a day. Then another on Boxing Day. All three matches took place um, at um, Anfield, which was uh, Everton's pre Goodison Park home. Yeah. yeah, Christmas morning they played the Lancashire Cup tie against Blackburn Park Road. Uh, yeah. Coming from behind to win 3-2. In the afternoon, exhibition match. It's great. It wasn't even a game that mattered. <laughs> against Ulster FC, they won 3-0. And then um, the, the, and the goalkeeper scored the third goal. 2,000 were in. Then yeah. Boxing Day, they played um, against Bootle, uh, apparently. It was a hail, a hail storm ending in the goalless draw. So that one oh, would have been lovely. last on match of, the old <laughs> match of the day. What a lovely Boxing Day With that is. In Herber, a hailstorm, nil-nil. That's it. Imagine that going for that game. But I know there's been some oh, corkers dear. over the years. First, well, I'm fo- not surprised, Paul, though. You know, they play Christmas morning. You yeah. know what it's like. You get new boots. You get a new kit for Christmas. You want to play with it straight away, don't yeah. you, Paul? You want to be out there having a kick around. Do you want some more history, Charlie? I'd love it. The first football league match to be played, we're told by 4-4-2, uh, on Christmas Day was Preston North End against Villa in 1889. This was Preston's Invincibles. For me, the original and best Invincibles, yeah, the best for ones. obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but in that game, Preston's man of the match, this was 1889 was Nick Ross, who, of course, who went on to present oh. Crime Watch. Yeah, don't yeah. have nightmares. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but but there is still a game played on still a game played on Christmas Day, um, and it's it's in Ireland. Uh, were you aware of this? We may even try and track down the people no. involved if we can. I've only just still played this today. What this, this year? There's a played, Christmas Day yeah. match being played um, in Ireland. Yeah, it's it's a cup. It's a kind of traditional. Cup competition they play. Mm-hmm. I've got to find it now. I've got to troll. Here it is. Where's it gone? The well, Steel the Steel and Sons Cup Final. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's traditionally held December the 25th. And so if you've been to one of those or are planning to go to one, if uh, you're over there, do yeah. let us know. It's played in Northern Ireland, the Steel and Sons Cup Final. I don't know what sort of crowds they get. And there's an infamous one. There was a pea super. Uh, once uh, for one of the Christmas Day games, and uh, Sam Bartram, the uh, the Charlton keeper, um, didn't know, <laughs> didn't know that the game had been pers- uh, been abandoned, <laughs> and just stood it's, in his goal. It's quiet. Thinking must everything be, must be doing well. Thinking everything was going on up the other end. Uh, somebody came up to him and said, "What are you still doing here?" <laughs> game was called off fifteen that. minutes ago. There we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. No, it's not Friday. Don't worry. Uh, it is Thursday. Um, tomorrow we have uh, the, the traditional Christmas Eve uh, party with the listeners and some classic clips. So we've shifted a few Friday regulars to Thursday. Mike Ward's coming up with the festive telly preview, the non-sporting stuff. Um, Tom Macklin's going to join us where they do love a bit of Christmas Day sport. That's their tradition. Uh, and Martin Kellner's here with a week of sport, just under a week of sport on TV. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, Good afternoon Martin. to you boys. Yeah, so um, what, what have you been delving into uh, this week? Well, I, uh, you know, the Children's Film Foundation, I don't know whether you yeah, remember, remember that, yeah. but it was a thing, wasn't it? Loads of people did start in the Children's Film Foundation. Phil Collins, wasn't it? Calamity the yeah, Cow. That yeah. was that was oh. a famous one, wasn't it? I think oh, Dennis this, Waterman this... was in lots of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, there's one called Cup Fever, um, which was made in 1965 mm. and has cameo roles by uh, lots of the Manchester United players wow. uh, of the era. Matt Busby's in it, Dennis Law, George Best, loads of them. Um, but also uh, a fine cast of, uh, of character actors and comic actors. David Lodge, remember him? Oh, yeah, Stashio, fantastic. Yeah, Worked with Spike Milligan for many years, didn't he? He yeah. did. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. guy. Yeah. And he's the, he's the heavy in this. Basically, the film is, it's about a junior football team, a young football team, mm-hmm. who are getting kicked off their ground by the wicked counsellor, oh. played by uh, David Lodge. Yeah. He's, he's the guy who wears a sheepskin jacket and uh, <laughs> drives a Humber Super Snipe. <laughs> So he's the he's the wicked straight counsellor. He's going to kick these, uh, but 
almost all those films of that era were a bit, you know, it was either Cliff Richard and the, you know, the councils are going to close down his youth club and, yeah. uh, you know, it was people drinking frothy coffee in their espresso bar and that was going to be closed down <laughs> and they'd all band together to save it. And this is it's exactly the same plot. How we kids in those days just watched the same film over and over again, just with slightly different We were less demanding. Costumes. We, were, we were happy with a hoop and a stick, weren't we? we and were. a bag of toffee every Christmas. And a satsuma, if you were lucky. If you were lucky. Well, there's, yeah. Uh, and there's one or two... It's 1965, this movie. One or two things, apart from the cast, which is Bernard Cribbins. Bernard Cribbins plays Lovely. the kindly copper. Mm -hmm. uh, Norman Rossington, there's a name from... from uh, yeah. He was in the army game years oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, Dermot Kelly. Ask your granddad, was... kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It yeah. very much is Ask your granddad time. Are we going for, uh, what are we going for this, the, the big millennial audience? So are you, what, are we, what are we trying to... What are we aiming at here, Martin? You, Do you know, I'm figuring this time of the year... Yeah, uh, the kids are out and about. They're, Isn't they you know, they're, yeah. No they're one's out and about. <laughs> Well, <laughs> there are. Oh, I know there's a lot of it. I, I've actually uh, tested negative this morning, so Good. was a, was able to get down to the uh, supermarket. Oh. Got a, got a trolley with a wonky wheel, and I said oh. to him, "Well, yeah, I say it's great. If I was an observational comic of the early 1980s, <laughs> this would be ideal. It'd be perfect." I see Charlie's that, just writing it down though. Wonky no. wheel shopping <laughs> trolley. A, a trolley with a wonky wheel sounds like one of Bernard Cribbins' songs. It, <laughs> could have been. Could have been on the album with there was I digging this old that's it, yeah, that's it. well you will like there's, there's one bit you'll really like in this because there are things that, that set it very clearly in 1965 yeah. also clearly before the present day and there's one of the kids they've all got nicknames you know Sparky and all that sort of stuff and one of the kids' nicknames is Fatso so this oh. kid's called Fatso oh, so dear. all the players are being introduced to the Manchester United <clears throat> uh, they go for training you know and they yeah. meet the Manchester United players and and uh, Matt Busby, you know, he's been introduced and he says to this kid, he says, hello, fatso. Oh, which, they uh, don't try and yeah, cancel him, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, they don't want to cancel that. 1965, you know, that's, and that's what his name was yeah. in the yeah. film, for goodness sake. It was, yes, I just thought we'd point that out. Yeah. You know, we don't want him, you know, a Maureen Lippman or anything. Lastly, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's, that's Matt. Yeah. It's also Susan George's first film, interesting enough, who, you know, later went on to do yeah. Straw Dogs and, yeah. you know, many films of the 1970s. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Was that a children's film production? Straw Dogs? I think it was. Or Mandingo. I don't think either of those came from the foundation, did they? No. So, um, we'll probably move swiftly on. And yes. um, you've it's also... fun, though. It's on talking pictures. They're okay. always fun, those movies yeah. from this. I mean, yeah, kids, if you're out there, a little time capsule for you. I've seen yeah, some of the... definitely. Yeah, OK. So go and check it out. Um, you right, watched a film so... called Detroit. This is not the one about the guys all holed up in the house by the police, is it? No, or... this is... This is um, uh, this is a predictive text. The film was called Detori. Oh, I oh. quite clearly. <laughs> I, I quite clearly. Frankie Detroit. Yeah. Hey, I, forget about it. Yes. Yes, it's guys and dolls all over again. No, I quite clearly uh, typed Detori. Yes. And it came as, you know, and, and my um, flipping computer or my phone okay. said to me it's called Detroit. No, it's another hugely long do documentary. Mm. You know, we've been saying how long these you know how they get sprawling now these yeah. documentaries we had the you know the Beatles one obviously about six seven hours whatever it is uh, and then the other one the uh, very good Glenn Hoddle documentary that's very long as well yeah. uh, and this is two hours 19 minutes Ooh. which is uh, I mean it's a great story it's a great but once you've told it you know there's basically uh, Frankie Dettori's dad was uh, was a bit of a, a tartar really mm. uh, he sent uh, Frankie Dettori as he's fairly well known over to England at the age of 14 yeah. uh, he didn't speak a word of English he was a, I don't know what the Italian equivalent of a Victorian father is but he was very much like that never spoke to Frankie Dettori's sister for 30 years I think or 20 years oh um, he was and even when Frankie Dettori got married mm. um, the um, you know how sometimes they say it was an amicable divorce um, Frankie Dettori's dad was the 
polar opposite of that. Right. Because it all kicked <laughs> off like 20 odd years later at Frankie Tutori's um, Frankie Tutori's uh, wedding. wedding. Wow. Yeah. Oh, um, but, you know, all of it, it's a great documentary and there's some fantastic footage in it. I mean, it, it is a feature film. You can see it at the pictures, I think, or it showed oh. in, in one of the So the racing seminars. footage is great, is it? Have they got oh, some the of that point of view stuff where you can. Correct. T- yeah, oh, that's always I've brilliant. down here, racing, yeah. POV of the horse. They've yeah. got oh, yeah. that. Um, his mum was a circus performer. I never knew that. There was a little bit of her doing a circus act. Oh, um, or as Seinfeld said about the circus, how come that's been going for 5,000 years when nobody's found even two seconds of it entertaining? <laughs> um, but, but anyway, she was she was. So we got circus. Billy Smart on line three. He's not happy. <laughs> he wants to take you up on that. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about Billy Smart calling in. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting documentary. But the way, there's lots of fine footage. If you don't know the Frankie Dettori story, it's all the the Hong Kong stuff and the cocaine. Yeah. Uh, it's all in there. It's not uh, a sanitized documentary, which okay. is good to know. And there's a great shot of John mm. Gonston and uh, Frankie Dettori walking the course. So they're walking down the race course before the racing begins in the day. John Gosden's about six foot seven inches tall. Mm. You know, it's not an exaggeration. He's a no. massive tall guy, the trainer. Yeah. And uh, Frankie Dettori is about three foot two. And you <laughs> see the sure two of them. Well, sure but this is. Sure it wasn't the crankies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, did, it did look mm-hmm. odd. But the two of them, it's a, just a fantastic shot to see the two of them uh, walking down the uh, the course. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's mm-hmm. interesting that he's been, that they were they were split up, him and his uh, sister, when the, when the marriage broke up amid much acrimony. Yeah. Uh, but during lockdown, in, you know, this was the early lockdown. Um, the sister was sort of stranded in Britain with Frankie, and they'd hardly spent any time together. And they sort of reconnected. And it's a beautiful, warm story mm. how um, these two kids who were rent asunder by this broken marriage uh, became you know, you became one again and became mm. friends. And uh, it, it's it's really lovely. And he, he's uh, you know I, I don't know him personally, but he seems um, he seems a personable chap put it that way I do worry though that when he retires he's so sort of hyperactive mm. with things and he's had this uh, this life that's been relentless and flat out which he is as a jockey yeah. you know it's like you're, you're in a cup final as a footballer you play in the cup final then you have a certain amount of time where you're you know you're not doing anything but he's he's racing in the next mm. race do you know what well, I mean? It's, yeah. a, it's an odd life as a jockey. He, he had, I remember him once coming on as a guest years ago, and I thought he put his name to a range of pizzas, and he clearly spent all day talking about pizzas. And um, he come on with us at about sort of you know half past three, and he'd had enough of not of us. He was great value, but he, he basically before he come on, he said. Just one question on pizzas. Don't ask me any more. I don't want to. I can't say anything more about pizzas. Let's talk about something else. In the thought, which yeah. is normally, obviously, when they're on here, flogging the, something is the, the polar opposite of that. But yeah, uh, he exactly. was all he was all pizzaed out, was Frankie. But uh, no, he's always been good value when he comes on. Just eaten seven pizzas in a row. <laughs> he probably yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the flying dismount was yeah. was, was risky <laughs> after that. Yeah. Uh, Martin, when when are we going to hear your dulcet tones on Talkspot over Christmas? Uh, Saturday night, so oh, it's uh, that is Christmas night into boxing. So wow. it's, boxing, it's Boxing Day morning basically, and there's a special on Christmas Day where you know Paul Ross in in the overnight show during the week does a lot of long form interviews. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the best of those. There's a whole series of those interviews on Friday night into Saturday. So that's into Christmas morning. I won't be there. Uh, Christmas night into Boxing Day morning. Uh, that's us. Uh, and we've got um, all the usual features, whatever they are. Yes, what a trooper oh, you are all to those do that. Ones. Fantastic. <laughs> all um, those ones. Martin, um, thanks for all your efforts uh, this year, and uh, we a will pleasure. catch up with you new year. Have a great Christmas. Cheers, Martin. And you. And you. Cheers, boys. Martin Kellner there with his uh, week of sport on TV. There we are, a little bit of a, a film with a Manchester Lovely. United flavour to watch uh, yeah. uh, on the Talking Pictures, which does have some very good stuff on it. It's worth checking oh, that out, really. I still like the sound of Frankie Detroit. Yeah, Frankie Detroit does sound like it does sound like a sort of rapper or something, doesn't he? Somebody ran a label. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Forever. Forever Frankie Detroit to me now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Now, tomorrow from one, um, we've done it quite a number of years now. We used to have a, a, a 
group of TalkSport listeners come into the studio. Of course, that's oh, yeah. quite difficult at the moment. We have a bit of a Christmas Eve party. We'll find out what they're up to. We dot around some old classic clips from over oh, the centuries. Lovely. Uh, how's Bob's <laughs> health? Two different oh, stories, yeah. you know, as a fellow Celt. A beaky on a roller coaster. Um, all that kind of stuff. The madness of Mike Parry, etc. Yeah. And we play those. We dot them around the show and, uh, and, and speak to the listeners. Well, we're going to do it virtually, as we did last year, because of what's going on, understandably, at the moment. But it does allow us to reach out to people around the world. We hear from listeners, different parts of the world. And, uh, yeah, so that is uh, what goes on. To kind of just give you a flavour of the kind of thing you might uh, get tomorrow from one. And he just good busted start. one of the lights. That's a good start. <laughs> There's some port here as well. I just opened a couple of bottles of bubbly. Yeah, oh, so uh, we'll have a bit of a party. There's far too many mince pies as well. My puppet pal, Sockley Park, joins me for Don't Ask Me of the Year. Sockley Park, he yeah. He's got his own there. Look at that. That's the first... Look, it's very low-tech, isn't it, really? <laughs> Say, bit hello, creepy. say hello to the listeners, Sockley. Bit creepy. We've got presents for you as well, believe it or not. Yeah, oh, we yeah. just, yeah. So, and listen, look at that. For the listener I like the most. Oh, that's. <laughs> I don't think. I think that's wrong. Or least. I think that's wrong. Well, it's a print of one of my drawings. Yeah. Uh, we've got some classic clips for you as well. Franz Birkenborker. What result that is? I love a Ruby. Grabbed all the my arm, pulled it out of his socket. No. And flung me into the mall. I always have struggled with Greek names, George. Good morning. Oh. Goodness me, James, is that you? Are you there? 9.32. No, no, I'm not Derek. You're Derek. I'm Derek. For at least three seasons, he's been ignoring and inhaling. Yeah, it's, it's his mochi. It's, oh, it's, it's oh, his it mochi. Oh, it's mochi. Oh, great. <laughs> great to have you on, mochi. I caught, I caught yeah, you out there, gentlemen. didn't I, Paul? You yes. did, mochi, yeah, you it's, did. I can join you for this first game because I'm only a couple of brandies deep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that mean that Jan Bednarik's going to get up and score a header? <laughs> <laughs> We should, of course, point out this is Ian Dan. Andy was lovely just now. We have eight-year-old Joe, Manchester United fans. And Andy said, you don't want to waste quality mince pie like that on a kid. Yeah. <laughs> good, old, good old Uncle Andy. Yeah. <laughs> it was Barnett against Leytonstone in 1948 at Chelsea. At really? Stamford Bridge. And he was wow. eight years old when he went. He was eight years old. You're chuffed. You've got someone older in the studio <laughs> than you. <laughs> so so pleased. It's great that Owen Hargreaves has joined us in the studio. He just yeah, popped in for five fun. minutes with Bayern Munich. Really Manchester is. United so player. Be, yeah. And um, I'll cue you in, Owen. Here we go. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Beautiful. You can have an Eddie Jones Christmas, can we? You don't know the words, do you? Well, I don't really know. No. Well, there you are. You get oh, the idea with that. Stuff. That's the kind of thing that will go on. I wish I'd listened. Yeah, without, without, without the <laughs> listeners, of course. Uh, so, but they'll be there virtually. They'll be there joining yeah. us from around the world. And, uh, yeah, some of those clips got you in the mood for... I like it when Andy turns into an old-school showman. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got, he's he's got, got Sockley Park, he's oh, got yeah. the songs, a few jokes. He's, an old, he's like you, Charlie. He's an old-school song and dance man. He can do that. Just time Lovely to squeeze stuff. in one or two. Uh, that's probably not the greatest. Uh, yeah. Um, Katy Perry, we discovered, has a singing oh, yes. toilet on stage with her. And we were thinking it needs a set list. Um, uh, very good one. Dave in Southend says, anything by Lou Rawls, obviously. Oh, lovely, Including, yeah. you'll never find another lav like mine. So there we are. <laughs> I think he may have just won. Uh, or Outhouse by Madness, said Mark. Thanks for all of those this afternoon. Because very shortly, uh, we'll be back and we'll be hearing from Mike Ward, uh, Brighton supporting uh, star columnist, to look at the festive telly. That's coming up shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport, and it's now time to look at the Christmas telly. Oh, lovely. Get the old Radio Times app, Paul. Flick through it. Yeah. Circle the ones you like. Well, I don't people think... People still do it or not. People sit there with a highlighter pen like that oh, anymore, Charlie. What do a they shame. Their, they have their on-screen planner. It's I know. We've, we've all gone digital. We've left the analogue uh, days behind. Or Sad maybe news. not. Sad days. A man who possibly sits there with his Stabilo highlighter, I don't know, <laughs> is a man we always turn to with uh, TV, of course, uh, the star. Brighton supporting Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi, Paul. Hi, Charlie. Uh, hey, so, Mike. are you st- are you still analogue or not these days? I'm you- an analogue kind of guy in a lot of ways. <laughs> I believe in, in sort of yin and yang. 
uh, yeah, on, on, in, in that sense. Um, because I like to sort of think that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of decisions to be made. The, the digital world makes you make too many choices mm. and i quite like the old-fashioned this is on at 8 30 and if you don't watch at 8 30 you're gonna miss it yeah you know, yeah probably... that, that used to be it would be wouldn't it you yeah know, that, the goonies is on at you know eight o'clock appointment of yeah. view <laughs> yes. we all sit down to watch the goonies and yeah. now you can just watch the goonies at any time of day well, imagine yes. saying that we must all be sitting down for <laughs> yeah. the goonies why are we watching that hey dad why are we watching that but why are we all got to sit when we Spielberg's can record it film and watch it tomorrow and, and uh, if it's christmas somebody's always talking all the way through yeah yeah. And, 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 or shouting or yeah. throwing something. I think there are enough Christmas films on now, though. Yes. If you look at Netflix and yeah. Amazon and all the other streaming services, we are at peak Christmas films. Specifically I Christmas. I mean, uh, yeah, and obviously Sky starts showing a, you know, a dedicated Christmas film channel from June, so that's yeah. always, always <laughs> there as well. So, And they're on a loop. And, and the thing is, people will watch them. See, I spend the whole time talking to you and saying, right, this is on on Christmas Day. This is, And then I go downstairs and we're just watching Harry Biker's repeats from 28, 2008 <laughs> or something, you know, because that's what yeah. my wife likes to watch. Something, so. something has been lost, though, I think, in that, because, you know, we're going to sound a bit sort of elderly here but gr- growing up you, it was that moment where maybe everybody sat around and watched Morgan and Wives or Only Falls or whatever it was and everybody did kind of get together at one point you know the kids came down and uh, having destroyed all their toys yeah. or whatever and you would actually sit down and watch it but now as you say it's so fragmented I don't think that's the case but I'll tell you what let's crack on and um, see what we're, we've got you started saying year. that and then you thought oh to be perfectly honest I'm sounding like a, a yeah I, I realised I realised <laughs> wasn't Elvis like, good yeah, yeah I think he was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> better than that rubbish today. Fantastic. Well, so anyway, uh, not going out Christmas uh, special. Always um, good tonight. BBC One, and for a show that the BBC wanted to cancel about ten series ago, did yeah. actually did cancel. Yeah, it's had, uh, quite rightly had great uh, longevity, hasn't it? It has, and of course, it, it reinvented <laughs> itself, didn't it, a while mm. back? Because obviously, you know, the early episodes were set years ago before and then that became a family it's effectively two different sitcoms in all to all intents and purposes yeah. but yeah and it, it's about as close to a sort of traditional old-fashioned sitcom as you can get now mm. with, with, that still works mm. you know that's still got that kind of modern feel to it and they've done well. a christmas panto haven't they christmas, christmas this, panto this yeah so it's jason donovan <clears throat> is is a guest star oh, right. Uh, right. Because uh, the story is that Lee's wife has had a teenage crush on Jason Donovan that, that Lee's still jealous about to this day. And when she gets tickets for a panto, guess who's in it? Oh. Indeed. Oh, Who is okay. it? Yes, yeah. no, I can't. I can't, I can't guess. Harold I can't from guess. Oh, lovely, lovely stuff. Bit of Ian Charlson. <laughs> Marvelous. Okay, so that's uh, ten o'clock uh, tonight to get you uh, started. Now, Christmas Eve. Um, uh, then we're going at the standouts here. Um, the greatest snowman. Yeah. Oh, was, wow. Wow. What came Can't first? Think. What came first? I know exactly. The title. It is. <laughs> yes, it's exactly that. Yeah. Or the show. It's a good idea, though. It's a it good is idea. A good idea. It's one of those rare examples of something. We're actually. I mean, I'm a great fan of you know changing one letter of a program's title to create an entirely yeah. different concept like DIY SAS is always going to be my favourite. Oh, what, a lovely, what a lovely idea. <laughs> but just doing that with something like this it does actually work. So it's, it's um, uh, what's her name? Sue Perkins uh, yeah. is the presenter and they send a bunch of celebrities off to uh, an Alpine resort build to build snowman. giant spectacular snow. I mean, it's not going to be on every week, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> but you know, but voting someone out for about three months, it would get a bit tedious. Yeah. Wouldn't it's it? also yeah. one of those programmes, you know, in five years' time, we'll be saying, do you remember that thing yeah. where they sent all these people to build a snowman? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. They should have tried to do it in this country for the three days of snow we get yes. a year. Yeah. And you just have to be on standby. And also... <laughs> Constantly ones, on standby. And they also they should, they should film it so that Three weeks later, you see how much of that snowman has, is there. You know, it's normally yeah. just like the size of a tennis ball on, yes. on, on, on some slush. Yes. And the one that lasts in any form at all, the longest, is the winner. Well, so, Harry Hill's kept his snowman in his freezer. If you follow his Instagram story, oh, really? wow. at the moment he's got it in his freezer. How big is his really? freezer? <laughs> well, well it's, it's not a very big snowman. Oh, OK. But he's still in his freezer, still going. There's something a bit creepy about it, really. It's not <laughs> yeah, the police going to come round. <laughs> you hiding in your freezer. Um, Father oh, Christmas is in the next shelf down. <laughs> uh, there's a Top Gear special as well, Driving oh, yes. Home for Christmas. Ah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, they start out in Bethlehem. Bethlehem in Wales. Ah. Not that it's a village in Wales, as right. everyone listening in Bethlehem will be yelling at us yeah. now. Yeah. In both Bethlehems, possibly. Yeah. Um, 
And yes. I don't know what our audience <laughs> is like in, in Bethlehem. No, no. I don't know. I've never really. What the Bethlehem transmitter is. Driving like. home for Christmas. They could have. Hello, they could... Uh, Adrian. It's uh, Dave here from Bethlehem. Great show. Uh, he's got to go. Definitely got to go. He's taken us as far as he can. Let's head for Nazareth now. And it's. Uh, yeah. Anyway. They, should, they should have been driving Benedict Cumberbatch around, couldn't they? And driving homes for Christmas. Oh, it would have been yeah. lovely, wouldn't so it? That would have fitted, really nice fitted with the other one much better, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Now, you make the point. Let's move on to Christmas. That's, by the way, 8.30 BBC One yeah. uh, on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas Day, you make the point uh, that uh, the main channels rarely bust a gut on Christmas Day. No. I mean, why is that? Because it is so fragmented and there's so much choice and it's not it's worth exactly slinging your fortune at it. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly the mm. point that... I mean, for years they did. Mm. It felt as if for years it was the big day and yeah. everybody... And I'd come on to various programmes and tell about... This, come and talk about Christmas Day TV and I'd say, we do know it's pretty much the same as last year. And I think <laughs> finally... It sort of got got to the most ridiculous extreme because I looked at the lineup for this year and I thought that looks ridiculously familiar. And and then I looked at last year's because I keep all my old you know Radio Times mm-hmm. and what have you, obviously. Um, and the lineup, apart from the the film after the Queen, yeah, uh, at ten past three, which is different this year. <laughs> it's Mary Poppins Returns, by the way. I don't oh. know if you've ever seen that, but it's terrible. Um, oh, it's not. Then... Te- it's not terrible. It's just. Slightly annoying. Really? I don't think she plays it. I don't think Mary. She plays her too sort of strict and posh, mm, I think, don't you right. think? Mm, I think she's you pretty good. You would have got Kathy Burke to have I think done she's it, pretty you? good. Oh, I think you? that's good. That would have been good casting. Yeah, yeah lovely. Kathy, Kathy Burke is Mary yeah, yeah. Poppins. Step in time. The kids don't behave. The yeah. songs are forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I, I, five minutes after the cin- I come out of the cinema, I've forgotten all yeah, the Yeah, but that's because you've seen the other film. A yeah, million, okay. a hundred times. So you remember the how tunes do you know after a hundred times. That is times. true, but how did you did know you, that? Did you have money in that remake, Charlie? You seem very keen to defend no, it. Very keen. Like I'm, not dis- the, I'm not defending it. What are you sort of up? Still open to make a few quid back end on the how DVD. Often do you hear a song once in yeah. a film and then come out humming it? No, never. Never, ever, ever. Mm, actually, okay. that's a fair... Po- well, I wouldn't hum it, but I'd sing it. Yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah. Chitty bang bang. Maybe chitty bang bang. cinema humming. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... Um, some, yeah, so to... basically what we're saying is yeah. that it is all the same. So you start off with the Queen, and then yeah. you do that, and then you've got Strictly, and then you've got Michael McIntyre's The Wheel, then you've got Blankety Blank, Call the Midwife, EastEnders, Mrs. Brown Boys. It's exactly no, the same. Right, it could right. be the same actual episodes. I don't think it is. Is it two episodes of EastEnders, though? You no. Still, they'd have that one yeah, where they'd, an set, omnibus, they'd yeah, set up somebody falling off a roof. Yeah. Or Max having an affair with somebody, and then in the second half, yeah, you know, they'd well, fall off the roof. In, it, in, its, in, <laughs> in its heyday, they'd have it at sort of like I don't know, half past three or four o'clock, and then the, you'd yeah. have to wait a couple of hours for the next bit. Yeah. You know, you'd have to wolf down your turkey. Oh yeah, so that you quite get got the pulling the power, Mike, as it had then, really, is it? I no, think. and no. also because of, you know, they're recording shorter episodes because the oh. way they have to film these days. Yeah. so it's there and it's on, and it'll be people. You'll switch it on. And you think, God, I haven't watched these standards for years, and they're yeah. all the same people yeah. still shouting at each other. Mm. Now, um, we've got a Morgan Wise show, 1970, a lost tape. Uh, yes. Eric's son Gary has, has unearthed another one, thankfully. <laughs> so we have got... Um, <laughs> been, we up have got been up the loft. It's like most people will, every yeah. Christmas, they yeah. go up the loft to get their decorations down. Completely <laughs> Gary Morecambe goes up there, he finds a black and white episode of well, we're, we're very pre-Eddie gl- Braben, Morecambe and Wise. We're yeah. very glad uh, he does. I saw exactly. the first one, there was quite... Um, at times, quite shoddy quality of the talking heads they used. Oh yes, uh, mm. and Charlie Baker <laughs> was the one that stands out for me. Really? And he, yeah, so I'm um, a huge Morecambe Wise fan. Yeah, I will well, say of course. That. Who isn't? I will say that. Yeah. But I did watch the lost tape and go this. Should possibly have stayed lost. <laughs> oh, don't say that. But there of... might be a reason it was lost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just shove that one down the back. Of the yeah, yeah. You, you, you watch it on two levels, though, don't you? I mean, you watch yeah. it hoping to sort of laugh spontaneously, but you're kind of watching it out of curiosity yeah. and as a sort of you know period piece as much as yeah, anything else. Yeah. But... Um, um, we've also got the Boxing Day things liven up, and uh, yes. Mortimer and Whitehouse are back with a Christmas Smashing gone fishing. The one lovely. last year was was brilliant, oh. so I'll, I'll look forward to this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't, I've, I've dipped into some of these programs, I haven't seen much of any of them, but but yeah, this is this is uh, an hour of of mm. you know possibly my favourite program on TV. That's yeah. how sad I am. Um, Paul Gascoigne turns up at the at the river, but I don't know if he's invited. <laughs> oh, I think he's he? invited. Well, oh, oh, fantastic, right. fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Oh, he's dreamt, uh, we're told of catching a salmon. Oh. oh. Well, well they've, they, this programme is what they now try and repeat. You know, it used to be Taskmaster and it was the Friday Night Project for ages they tried to repeat yeah. the, the, the trick, you know, and then it, recently it's Taskmaster, they try and repeat the trick. And this 
programme as well, Gone Fishing. You watch other sort of versions of this programme coming out again and again and again mm. now, don't you know? But this is, the, this is this just, is just perfect The original television. and the best. You can't beat it simply because ultimately those two, it's their two personalities. Yeah, they're just brilliant. To it. They're so just you brilliant. other people by a river. You That's, can put anyone by a river. Just, you can do anybody, yeah, of yeah. course. This is Around the World in 80 Days, Mike. I know we've got to go, but uh, is it any, it looks fantastic. Is it? Have you seen any Yeah, previews? I have. I've watched, look, I've watched the first episode. It's, 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 it's quite sort of frothy and, and lightweight. It's nothing terribly demanding. It's on at 5.50 on Boxing Day. Two, two, the first two episodes of eight you get. David Tennant plays um, uh, Phileas Fogg. It's funny, is by, you, by the end of the first episode, I won't give too much away, but the story is fairly well known. Um, you've got him in this unusual travelling, flying contraption mm. and two companions, a woman and a man. And they're setting off on an adventure, travelling a long distance in, in, a, in an extraordinary uh, short period of time. It's got a certain familiarity to <laughs> what it. Sort what sort of time scale do we Is there a clue in the title? Where are they going and for how well, long? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what uh, countries Alpha are they taking? Or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's... Well, it'll uh, be interesting to see if they do it. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah, that's right. And don't touch that dial. It's a lot of. Oh, my, my, we had it on. I was watching it last night, and my wife was doing the ironing, and um, <laughs> she uh, she said, "I don't like this. Is too many subtitles." Oh right. Oh yeah. We're quite advanced, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't watch Squid Game. Whatever you do. Yeah. Oh, for goodness. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think that's for her. Not and, not what she's not what she's doing. And um, and finally, yeah. I mentioned for a pretty a very British scandal, which is uh, Claire Foy and Paul Bettany, a big big budget BBC One yeah. story about the Duke and Duchess of Argyll. I thought we might focus though on death in paradise's first ever 90 minute christmas special because yeah. we give it a mention charlie might have you ever done death in Bar- no, paradise no no never never turned up in that death be, in paradise would, be nice, a, wouldn't it if they had a tv reviewer's part in death in oh, paradise yes. you'd be interested mike wouldn't you the, well it's three minutes work isn't it yeah. basically bumped off before the opening titles yeah, yeah uh, that's lovely. a great plot i don't know if ralph's listening or any of the production team what a but good idea a man who works on the local paper out there yeah. writes bad tv review well, yeah that's me yeah mike <laughs> in every gets, respect gets bumped off <laughs> gets bumped off three minutes work i think the way to get to to get the gig is to be really, really horrible yeah, about the yeah. program, and then they'll just want to do it. And then they find like an actor's on the island. Hello, love. hello. <laughs> well, yes. I wasn't just even on there. Honeymoon. Yes, I was in that show. He slaughtered, but I, it wasn't. And of course, it was him, wasn't oh, it? Oh, lovely. Yeah. Of course, after and you have you have a, it's a great gig. You have a couple of weeks on San Martin, the uh, the yeah. island. Lovely, nice. um, Mike. It's been an absolute pleasure talking. Happy to Christmas, you Mike. The, yeah, happy Christmas. Thank you, both of you, and happy Christmas to both of you too. Yeah. And um, we will catch up with you in uh, twenty. 22. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Mike Ward there with his pick of the Christmas telly. Lovely. It's a lot on, Paul, but you can just t- turn it on now, as we say, you know, so it's not the same anymore, is yeah. it, Paul? It Everything's isn't. changed, Paul. It used to be so different. That's very true. <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> Thank you, Nan. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. Uh, that was this afternoon's show. I'm back tomorrow alongside Andy for the um, final show of the year, the traditional Christmas Eve party. We do hope you can join us for that. Uh, if not, the podcast will be available at around four o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.